welcome to our podcast. This is Ronan Ryan, co-founder and president of IEX. And my name is John Ramsey, chief market policy officer. So we're going to do what's next to impossible. We're going to try and make market structure topics less mundane. Is that right, John? We're going to make it entertaining. We're going to be fun. This is going to be relaxed. Why are you wearing a tux then? <laughs> Oh, that's Sorry. a good one. Yeah. yeah. We definitely want this to be entertaining. We haven't scripted this as all at all as I, I think will be apparent as we continue. Uh, what we wanted to do is on this inaugural podcast is talk about speed bumps, maybe shed some light on some of the differences on speed bumps. And we'd like to build upon this. And, you know, please feel free to reach out to us, suggest topics that you'd like to hear about. So the name of our podcast is Boxes and Lines. Yeah. So are we like... Uh, yeah, you know, it's the I name boxes? of our blog that's been around for like 24 well, months. Well, you know, you can't pay attention to everything. No, I'm so, boxes, you're lines. Oh, I, you're boxes. Um, the story behind boxes and lines is back when I was working at RBC, I had come to RBC from the network world, and while I sat on the trading floor, I had a lot of diagrams about circuits and data centers, and to the untrained eye... Back in 2009, it looked like a series of boxes and lines. So my nickname for a short while on the trading desk became Boxes and Lines Guy. So this first episode, as I understand it, is about speed bumps and efforts to control speed advantages in the markets. Um, is that right? And so IEX obviously is at the forefront of that. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how did the IEX speed bump came, come to be and what was your role in it? So the, this, the speed bump came about back in 2012 when we had uh, formed IEX. Uh, there was a bunch of merry men in a room, and we were trying to figure out, uh, you know, how we connect to the exchanges. So as an as an exchange, obviously, uh, exchanges are required. <laughs> as an exchange, <laughs> required in, really in Ireland, okay. we say required. Yeah, it's, okay, it's called right, the the Irish dip. <laughs> <laughs> As an exchange, you're required to have a view of what the other exchange's best prices are. Mm -hmm. And as we started to price out the circuits, and again, like this was 2012, when they were still carving up New Jersey like a Thanksgiving turkey with this route's faster, how quickly can I get to Mawa, all that type of stuff, we soon learned that uh, whatever circuits we buy and whatever circuits we implement will at some point in the very near future become obsolete. And it's going to be very hard for us as an exchange to get the greatest, you know, the most accurate picture of the market. And, you know, we've always viewed ourselves or viewed the roles of exchanges as a referee, right? We're not picking winners or losers. Yeah. Um, okay. right. And at the time that you consummate trade, you want to make sure that it's priced at the most accurate price. And obviously, this, this is an uncontested strategy out there. There's people who will use speed. There's nothing wrong with it. They'll see a price change on one exchange, race to the next exchange, knowing that they can get to that next exchange before that next exchange even knows that the price has changed. So the market has moved, but one exchange doesn't know that the market has moved on another exchange. So what we decided to do is we came up with this concept of how do we slow down entry to our market so that we as a market can have a clear view on what the fairest price is. And we came up with the idea of slowing it down is with a speed bump. And our speed bump is is uh, just a spool of optical fiber coiled around and around and around in a box, sometimes called the magic shoe box. Right? I don't know what he's talking about at all, but <laughs> he's only worked here Come for five on, years. Come on, give me a break. You know John, I meant what, the, what, what latency does our speed bump introduce? Oh, 350. Well, 350 microseconds, okay? okay. Everybody knows that. So we've slowed it down by 350 microseconds. And 350 microseconds is apparently, I don't know who measures this shit, but it's one one-thousandth the mm -hmm. blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, from a human trading standpoint, if you talk to a buy side trader or a sell side like Algodesk, uh, 350 microseconds really has no impact on anything. So mm -hmm. one one thousandth of a blink of an eye is a slow delay, but it's enough of a delay to allow us to price trades at the fairest price available. So it's a very rudimentary, it's sort of like physics, fight speed with speed. We're not saying speed is bad, but um, some strategies sole determinant of success is speed, and the speed bump helps us fight well, some I of those strategies. Well, I loved the simple elegance of it, the first time I heard of it. Uh, oh, the I coil? Did. Yeah. yeah, the coil. And I heard about it, oddly enough, from Mary Jo White, the former SEC chair. Oh, I thought she was a country singer or something. <laughs> anyway, she had read this article about this group at RBC that was creating this new market and they wanted to, and they had created this mechanism to slow things down and thereby uh, level the playing field. So she sent me an email one day and she said, have you seen this article? What do you think about it? Read it. Let me know what you think. So I found the article. I read it and I said, I think it's really interesting, especially the forced delay I think is really cool. And she said, I think it is too. So that's how I heard about it was from. I thought you were excited that the young Irish guy was. No, I don't know. I, I only okay. learned to appreciate you much later. There you go. Thank okay. you. Um, anyway, so the speed bump, as John did a shit job explaining, <laughs> is, a, is a spooled cable uh, approximately 61 kilometers in length, and that allows us to delay incoming and you know outgoing trades by 350 microseconds. And big props to a former employee of ours, James Cape. Um, he was the one who came up with the idea of coiling cable. Originally, we were just introducing di distance by having longer circuits, and it was this archaic me method that I was designing and very proud of till one day in a conference room, James goes, why don't we just coil the cable? I'm like, oh, Jesus, I feel like a complete idiot because in my previous life, I used to test the effectiveness of network gear and how long it can send a signal by plugging it into a coil of cable to determine if there's any degradation in the signal. So it was the most um, simple way to do this, and now it's referred to as, as the magic shoebox. And there's a funny story behind that in that we were presenting to a group of buy-side clients before we launched, and um, I was trying to explain the size of it because people are like, 61 kilometers, how big is that? And I would ask people to guess, and they would say, oh, it's the size of this table or the size of this room. And I kind of equated it to... Um, my wife, she's probably listening and is going to kill me, but for some apparent reason, she keeps all the shoes she buys in the shoe boxes she bought them in, mm -hmm. and it kind of reminded me of one of those boot shoe boxes, right? Because mm -hmm. the, 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 the coil itself is only, uh, you know, three feet deep, 13 inches tall, two feet wide. So it's kind of like a big uh, shoe box, and um, one of the traders in the room was reading his phone and completely ignoring me, but may like shoes, and at one point, 30 seconds later, he goes, tell me about that magic shoe box thing again, and... Uh, the name stuck. So anyway, at the time that uh, IX was approved in exchange, everybody was saying that. Now, everybody is going to have a speed bump. There's going to be speed bumps all over the market. Um, was that was that a thought that you had? Did you think that everybody else was going to copy what we were doing or that it was going to lead to a whole cascade of different kind of mechanisms? To, to be honest, it wasn't my predictive powers, but I felt like until IEX became more relevant or even relevant at all, uh, why would someone copy us with a speed bump? Because a lot of people chastised us for slowing things down and all this type yeah. of stuff. And, you know, in, a, in effect, when we started trading, people would tell us, even with your speed bump, you're much faster than many venues on which they trade upon. So, mm -hmm. um, we, we, you know, 
the the way I look at it is if the entire market had a copy of Speed Bump, and you know, obviously I believe in what we're doing. I think it would be good for the market, and I always felt that it would not have been done uh, in the same way that IX did, unless we were much more relevant. So right. I, I think every exchange should have a speed bump and every exchange should do it the way that we do it in that they shouldn't sell speed on one side of their exchange and a speed bump on the other. That makes no sense whatsoever. And of but course they're not going to do it because no. the only reason to do it is to actually level the playing field and most exchanges have no interest in leveling the playing field because there's no money in it. Boom, he's wicked exactly. smart. Yeah, You're exactly go. right. Yeah, You're exactly you. right. Thank you. So, um, so we've got like the Amex thing, so the uh, um, Nazi American has their own speed bump where they basically copied us. Yeah. But they copied the formula that we use in for, for the signal that's related to the use of the speed bump. They copied it precisely, but our formula, as I understand it, is actually based on our own geographical location compared to the other exchanges. So it's kind of dopey that they just um, sort of blindly copied our formula. Yeah, like I mean, it was it was shortly after we got exchange approval. Amex was uh, remarketed as Nazi American, and people say that IEX are good at marketing. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And um, what we do is for the signal, and we're going to touch upon that in future podcasts. We use a re regression model that's based on our location, our physical location, based on circuit miles and latency. And it's you know paramount to the calculation is the location that you're in. We're in Weehawken, New Jersey. Uh, the American exchange uh, is in Mawa, New Jersey, and you know, as the crow flies, I think it's something like 40 miles away, but fiber routes, I mean, it can be a couple of hundred microseconds of latency. So copying it that way, I was kind of surprised it was approved that way, and in fairness to American, they didn't launch it using that same regression model, but that's what's on their approval order. Um, that launched, but I, I, I think the industry gets the joke, right? Uh, market share didn't grow there because you know, the philosophy of speed and selling a speed bump and selling speed on the same exchange just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I mean when you ask a question, or will, are you afraid that people will copy you? Will it take from your model? Um, people aren't copying our model the same way. I mean, we often say our speed bump is just an ante to the game. Uh, mm -hmm. Why do we have a speed bump? Why do we do all the other things that we do? And I, mean, I want to keep this... Uh, you know, interesting topics of market structure, not necessarily an IEX pitch, but it's it's a really, really important point. Mm -hmm. So uh, I welcome people to enter the fray if they want to build a speed bump and build it the right way. So anyway, now there is an exchange that's doing something significantly different, um, and that's the SIBO Edge A, which is would adopt what some people call an asymmetrical speed bump, right? So they would, the Edge A proposal would be to delay all liquidity providing orders, everybody who's providing quotes by four milliseconds, or I'm sorry, all taking orders would be delayed by four milliseconds, giving an advantage to everybody who posts quotes to be able to figure out what they want to do, whether they want to stay in place or whether they want to pull their quote during those four milliseconds. And that's become very controversial. Do you have any feelings about that or do you think yeah, that's I mean, an answer? I, I, look, I, I think it's an interesting proposal. That's something that the SEC are weighing on right now and a lot of people are putting in comment letters. I, th I think it's fair to say more of the comment letters are negative versus positive. When we say asymmetrical versus symmetrical, IEX is symmetrical in that we delay it 350 microseconds on the way in, 350 microseconds on the way out. Uh, the asymmetrical nature to the EDGE proposal means it's asymmetrical to certain parties, depending on your interest. So yeah, it's asymmetrical in that the taker has to traverse a speed bump 
while the maker doesn't, because mm -hmm. meaning they can cancel their orders without going through the speed bump. Now, I can understand why a maker, a liquidity provider, uh, would want that ability to get out of the way. Because again, like I said, this is not even debated uh, of, of being a real strategy. There are high-speed firms that sole determinant of success is related to speed. And if they can spot that the quote's about to change quicker than others, they can pick off a market maker. They can pick off a market maker. They can pick off a high-speed market maker the exact same way they could pick off an institutional order. And no one wants to buy stock at $10 when a millisecond later they could buy it at $9.99. I understand why they wouldn't want to do that. However, this model that they proposed, the only people who could really avail of this model are high-frequency market makers, for lack of a better term, or high-speed market makers. There's nothing wrong with those strategies. I'm, I'm not picking sides here, but basically what you're asking the SEC to do is pick sides and pick right, one over the other. Ultimately, the question yeah. should be, is it actually creating a market that is better for institutional investors, for other investors? Is it providing more liquidity? And I think a lot of the people that are supportive of this proposal say, well, institutional investors should like it because we think that it'll give market makers an incentive to narrow quotes and sort of et cetera, et cetera. But that's not what the investors are saying. They're actually saying, we think that it will give some participants an ability to decide when to interact with us and when not to. Yep. Um, and so, you know, that, that I think is the interesting thing about this proposal is that uh, it has not, it has not drawn the support of people who were really... Um, yeah, listen, when the SEC look at order types or mechanism designs, everything is done is that non-discriminatory. Mm -hmm. And if you look at this design, and I'm not here to shit on the design. I'm just saying if you look at it, um, I think if you look at it objectively, you're asking the SEC to approve something that uh, gives one side an advantage over the other. Fact. Right, and it's hard to yeah. figure out how much of an advantage. Yes. Right? So the concern yes. that I have is when you when you adopt something like this, you are you have a, you have to have a high measure of confidence in your ability to figure out how much to put your thumb on one side of the scales in order for everything to be leveled out. Yep. And it feels to me like um, that's a hard thing to know in advance. No, I agree. I mean, look, it's, a, it's a, an unenviable, unenviable, see it's another <laughs> Irish dip, uh, position Required. for the SEC to be in. I think what they did is they extended the comment period on that till the end of September. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a timely topic. Um, I mean, I, I, what I would just say is all speed bumps are not created equal. The other thing I really wanted to talk about is this letter that Virtu sent about uh, the NYSE, um, uh antenna and uh, wireless microwave dishes on the top of their data center in Mawa. So the interesting thing was Virtu, God bless him, had been, um, I guess, uh, screening the the Mawa local zoning ordinance um, and as you do uh, as as people do you don't check um, the zoning ordinance I, you of know, your local I, neighborhood I, you on a daily know, basis I, I try on a regular basis but I miss some of them so anyway okay. this was when they actually did Get that and together. they discovered <laughs> thank you they discovered that NYSE had <clears throat> obtained approval to get exclusive access to send wireless uh, messages and receive them from the roof of its data center, which obviously is the fastest route in and out of its data center. Yeah. And so they, uh, so Virtu wrote a letter where they basically said, look, this is, NYSE is trying to get a monopoly on this because once they get it, it's obviously the fastest way in and out of their own market. 
and they can charge whatever they want because um, there's no competition for it. They should open this up to some kind of competition, which I think is an interesting case. People who haven't read uh, the letter, I think, should look at it. It's on the um, the market data roundtable uh, comment file, I think. And there's this really cool picture on the back of the letter that shows like where all of the different existing polls are in relation to the um, to the to the thing. So. They would have to, NYSE would have to file for this in order with the SEC because, you know, I'm sure the Mawa local zoning people are fine public servants, but they don't have anything to do with the federal securities laws. So they, they'd have to do that, which they haven't done yet. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. Yeah, th this, this topic is priceless, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, probably. It reminds me yeah. of the, it reminds me of the um, Dr. Evil, you know, the Austin Powers, you know. We're putting lasers on the heads of sharks. <laughs> you know, are they ill-tempered sea bass? <laughs> <laughs> ill-tempered? No, they're mutated sea bass. <laughs> Number two, yeah. It look, it's almost as comedic as that, really. Uh, honestly, I, I can remember probably twelve years ago talking to exchange executives about, you know, moving data centers to New Jersey and people wanting to be in the same building as them and paying them exorbitant fees for co-location. I think if I said back then, hey, guess what? 10, 15 years from now, you're going to be selling lasers, quotation marks, <laughs> between your building to connect your clients to your competitors, they would have carried me out of there in a straitjacket. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly what's going on right now. So just, just to give everybody an idea on this, you know, you hear about latency. When you use fiber optic cable to connect from one building to another, there's, there's two things that make fiber optic cable slower. Uh, fiber optic cable runs approximately 66% the speed of light because it's a glass cable and the light has to bounce. It has to refract through that cable. So it's 66% the speed of light. Also, you can't just plow through people's houses and buildings. You can't go directly as the crow flies. So the path between point A and B is longer. So microwave, and microwave technology has been around since like World War II, like the military used it. Um, the reason being is it's, uh, it's, it's faster. Right? You can go line of sight and microwave goes approximately, depending on like the receivers and everything, 97% plus the speed of light. Mm -hmm. Shorter path, faster path. So microwave, there's a whole horde of ideas why microwave doesn't work, you know, in that it's impacted especially by humidity, a flock of seagulls, John Ramsey's favorite band. Um, all these kind of things. Do you even know what that is? No, I have no idea. You gotta find a band from the seventies, okay. Fiji. Oh, 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 give me a break! Oh no! Oh, ageism. I gotta I got tell you, th th this one is priceless. I thought Virtu did a very good job in it because to date, if you want to have microwave connectivity to the New York Stock Exchange, one to get the information from the New York Stock Exchange and traverse to another data center, or if you've seen something happen in another data center and you want to use that information to react to that on the New York Stock Exchange data center, you want to get there very quick. And previously, all these microwave dishes have been on poles that John was referring to outside the fences of the data center. And then what would happen is people would run cable from the fences into the data center, and that's how they would trade on NYSE. Um, the New York Stock Exchange, that is. But then and you have to do fiber optic cable to get actually into the data center, yep. and that's slower. So that, that's that's to, slower, so. but to, to a certain extent, everybody was on equal footing in that you got to the pole and you had to go fiber, uh, you're exactly right, fiber from the pole into the building. What NYSE are proposing is let's go end-to-end -end all the way to the building, to the roof of the building, microwave. So that would be the fastest. Right. However... Uh, the complaint, and it's a fair complaint, is that the person who owns the building, and they're the only stock exchange in U.S. equities at least, that actually own their building, own the roof rights, 
um, now they can sell access and they have the fastest access. So uh, as an exchange, again, every time you file something, you have to file why it's non-discriminatory. When you, when, when you look at the virtue letter, you know, it's, it's a viable argument in that um, you're blocking out others unless they use your special network to get into the building. And guess what? Again, second place is second place. And second place can be measured at this point down to picoseconds, trillionths of a second. Again, I don't know who measures this shit, mm-hmm. but it's very, very important. So I can understand why people are up in arms on this. It's, it's, it's sometimes if you were to talk to someone outside of this industry about latency, uh, if they'd even listen to you, they'd probably think this is like mental. But it's, it's, a, well, it's a viable argument. What, what I think is striking about the Virtu, um, obviously Virtu is able to you know, do what they need to do in order to stay competitive, but you know, they're basically saying... Look, this never-ending arms race, it has so, no natural conclusion. It's not rational in terms of creating a marketplace where people, you know, where there's sort of some level of predictability, and it doesn't really benefit anybody other than the exchanges that are able to continue to squeeze people for more and more revenue um, in order to sort of keep up with the Joneses. So um, I think it's, uh, that letter is definitely worth a read. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. So, what else do you want to talk about, Ronan? Have we reached the end of the uh, the the speed bump podcast for? Well, I, I think what we've been told is that millennials like short uh, podcasts that they no, can listen right. to on their commute, and we'd like to build upon this. And you know, please feel free to reach out to us, suggest topics that you'd like to hear about, and I think. Uh, We'll leave it at that for this first podcast. I think for this first one, and thank you so much, Ronan. I really enjoyed doing this with you. It's great. Um, we're not even in the same room because John Ramsey and I don't <laughs> He's I'm, I'm only He's joking. Lying. We are. I love J-Ram. Yeah, okay. All right. Thank you. Hi, this is Ronan Ryan, co-founder of IEX, home of the Investors Exchange. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Boxes and Lines. If you liked it, you can find this and other episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want your feedback on topics, guests, and whatever you want to provide feedback on. So send a DM, that means a direct message, to at IEX on Twitter and let us know your thoughts. Until next time.